You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So I just got to introduce myself just a little bit because it is Memorial Day weekend and it is an honor and a privilege to be speaking to you on Memorial Day. I am a retired Navy veteran. I am... I am a Navy corpsman. I'm an FMF corpsman, which means I spend the majority of my time with the Marine Corps. So I've seen a little bit about warfare. (laughs) So what the Lord wants me to do today is to remind you of who He is and who you are in Him. And to bring a warrior spirit anointing and imparting to you today. Because you all have it, but now's the time to get out of the trench, to get back on the battlefield, and to take back your rightful ground. I know my smile and my um, cool shoes, you probably can't relate to the military, but (laughs) I'm in tennis shoes because combat boots, heels don't work out anymore. I got gorilla feet now. And plus I need to be ready to run. You know, so, so, don't, so don't let my appearance fool you. I've seen some things and I've been through some things and I wanna share some of those with you today. And I want you to know that it's okay to laugh with me because I will, I will say some jokes. So it's okay to laugh and have fun at church and beautiful worship team, thank you so much. I'm gonna invite you back up at the end because we're gonna minister and we're gonna flow together in Jesus' name. Okay. Okay, so. We have, my husband Jesse and I, have been with Awaken since the very first service way back in 2005. (laughs) And we were brand newly married, brand newly saved. I did not grow up in a Christian home. I didn't grow up in a Christian environment. Um, I grew up in a very turmoil, dysfunctional home. So I ran to the military um, just to get away and to make a better life for myself. And then when I was in Guam, I met my handsome husband and we got married and then we came to San Diego and we went to church and our lives have not been the same since. And I want you to know what Pastor Jurgen and Leanne have done in San Diego is gonna happen here as well. Multiple, multiple campuses, multiple, thousands of lives changed. When I say thousands of lives changed, I mean, thousands of lives have been changed through Awaken, and it's going to happen here too. And Jesse and I are just one of the many testimonies of what happens when you stay planted in this house, when you work out the muck, when you work out the hard stuff, when you learn who you are and your identity in Christ, and you apply it, your gifts and your talents, not just here in the church, but when you take them out into the world and you're the salt and the light and your power authority goes everywhere you go. Your ministry is you. It is in you. It's where you go. You come into this house, you get filled and you take it out and you impart it. Right? Okay. (laughs) All right. And I love Pastor Jurgen and Leanne. We have to honor them. I know they're not in front of us, but what they have done is really, even in the last year, right? 2020 was a rough year for a lot of us, but they stood strong. They stood strong in faith. They didn't go to fear. They said, we will not let our church be closed. We will open it up no matter what the government says because what our God says is that we have the freedom and the rights to be who we are, to worship our Lord and Savior. 
In Jesus' name. Okay. So the title of my message this morning is Trench Warfare. Hey. And I'm going <laughs> to give you a little Wikipedia history of what trench warfare is. Okay. You ready for that? All right. So trench warfare is a line of defense that was used back in the days to avoid heavy fire and casualties. So what they would do is there was the battlefield, and then this side, they would build trenches into the ground. Then this side, they would build trenches into the ground. The battlefield is in the middle, and they're trying to war and fight each other from that trench. So what happened, unfortunately, you have these men, these warriors, these soldiers who are in a trench. And in the trench, it's eye level, right? All they can see is the dirt in front of them. They see each other. They don't see the enemy. They don't see the battlefield. So what happened was they became sick. The trenches got filled with lice, rodents, disease, infection. Um, a trench foot came out of that. Trench fever came out of that. Um, the men who were sent to battle became sickly. They became ill. And that's where the term battle shock came from. Shell shock, battle shock, battle hypnosis. And thought all that means is that they were so anxious because they couldn't see the enemy that they would cower and not be able to, to physically perform instinctive human responses. So these great men, they were stuck in a trench. And I feel like the Lord is saying that that happened to my people. During 2020, Christians retreated to the trench. They retreated to warfare from the trench versus standing on the battlefield facing head on. <clears throat> but God is good and God loves you. And he said, you know what, that's okay. That's okay to do that. It's okay to retreat, to figure out what's going on, but now it's time to rise. The, the season has come. It is due time to get back onto the battlefield. It is get back, it's time, it's time. We cannot sit back any longer as Christians and let the world take over. I'm sure you've noticed, just walking down your beautiful streets in downtown, that there is some spiritual battle that y'all are facing. But don't be scared or worried, because you know why? Because God has the victory. Jesus has the victory. So everywhere your foot treads, there is the power and authority of Jesus. You could walk through your streets of downtown and healings could happen, right? You could prophesy a word of encouragement. Did you know that? You could open the eyes of the blind. Did you know that you could do that? By the power and authority that Jesus has given to you? And then I really like what this um, British publicist said about those days of trench warfare. He said it was like lions being led by donkeys. So these lions got stuck and they became donkeys in the trenches. No longer a merge just happened. Gosh, everything comes into alignment. What happens in this church flows, right? The whole, the whole lion theme, the whole theme of um, Lionheart, the song, the whole theme of men are warriors, they're lions, they're meant to roam and reign and pee on stuff and claim your territory. You're supposed to do that. You are men, you are manly men. 
But the world is trying to cinch that masculinity, that masculinity. The world is trying to take away your God-given lion-like features. Walking downtown, we saw a man wearing a dress. Multiple places, actually. Yesterday, I thought I was back in San Diego. I'm like, what is going on? Men wearing dresses, women dressed like men. It's not right. That's not the way God created us to be. He created us to be fruitful and multiply. To be able to be fruitful and multiply, you need a man and you need a woman. And it's okay. And I'm a girl coming out of experience in the military where there was many, many years I was the only female in my unit. And guess what? I acted like a female. I wore my little lipstick and my little mascara, and I was still a girl. And I was okay with that because that's how God created me. I didn't need to fit into another mold of what I wasn't. Okay. Okay, so 2020, like I said, really hit a lot of us hard. Being in a trench warfare position, good gravy. People, they were losing their businesses. All of a sudden, you're working from home and you're with your spouse 24-7, and that's alone is enough to make anyone crazy. <laughs> you got your kids at home now. They're not at school. You're going through financial struggles. Maybe um, you have lost your business. Maybe you're facing bankruptcy. Bankruptcy, what? Bankruptcy, or maybe you were having trouble facing your mortgage payment every month. Then your churches were closed, so where do you go for hope? Right? But the time is done. We're going to get out of the trench. And, and some, some of us, we may have already been warfaring from that place, and we just didn't know any better. That was me. I didn't know any better. I had to be taught the tools and taught the principles of the Lord that I could stand into. So if that is you today, do not fear. We're gonna, I'm going to teach you some very basic tools that I have been taught <clears throat> that have worked. And I'm going to share some stories with you along the way, okay? All right. So I want to just show you as a Christian what that trench could look like. So if you are a Christian and you're going, I do not have a vision for my life. I can't see past the circumstance. I can't see past the fear of yesterday. I can't see past what happened yesterday. I'm only trying to get through today. And you can't see a vision for your future, for your children's future, for your family's future. We are meant to be generational. What we carry today is meant to be carried into the generations to come but you can't see that far. That could be a sign that maybe you're in a trench. Another one is um, your senses might be lacking. You might be saying, I don't hear from God the way I used to. I don't hear God speaking. I feel stuck. And when you're in a trench, think of a trench. You can't hear anything outside of that trench. You only could hear, it's like the enemy's warfare. You could hear what the enemy's whispering to you, but you can't hear what heaven's whispering to you. And then maybe there's a little bit of fruit lacking in your life. Your prayers are a little bit weak because they're filled with a little bit of unbelief and a little bit of fear. Maybe you're lacking in discernment 
You feel confused when coming to making decisions of which, what decisions should I make? And instead of fighting through that, you're like, well, God, it must be God's will for me not to do this because I'm not going to make a decision. Or that didn't happen, so that must have been God's will for that not to happen. Versus stepping into some faith and authority and pushing for that thing to happen. Or maybe you've just become sickly like those men in the battlefield. Maybe you've been hit with infirmities, with things that doctors can't explain, with anxiety, with panic attacks, with syndromes, with symptoms. That is enemy warfare. That is, that's the enemy's warfare. And do not be scared by that, because guess what the Bible says? By his stripes, we are healed. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, we are healed. So you claim that word over, those, over your life and over your health. And we're going to talk more about that. And then lastly, maybe you're straining in relationships. You're fighting with your husband. You're thinking about divorce. During COVID, you isolated yourself. You no longer have friends around you that you could call on. Think right now. Do you have three people that you could call on right now if you needed something? And even worse, think about this. Are there three people that would call you if they needed something? And these are questions I ask myself. So like, I'm like, oh. So this is what I have walked through and what I think in myself too. So when I say you, I mean us, like we. <laughs> okay. Now I want to show you how to get out of the church. It's very easy. We do it one step at a time. Okay, because the Lord has given us power and authority, and we're just going to grab a hold of it and go. So I want to show you a picture about this eagle. So you see this picture of this eagle, and it has a snake wrapped around it. So I'm going to read to you about this. The eagle does not fight the snake on the ground. It picks it up into the sky and changes the battleground. It then releases the snake into the sky. The snake has no stamina, no power, and no balance in the air. It is useless, weak, and vulnerable, unlike on the ground, where it is powerfully wise and deadly. Take your fight into the spiritual realm by praying. And when you are in the spiritual realm, God takes over your battles. Come on. All right. Don't fight the enemy in his comfort zone. Change the battlegrounds like the eagle. And let God take charge through your earnest prayer and worship. You'll be assured of a clean victory. Isn't that so good? So let's be like eagles today. We're going to take our battleground to the Lord where it belongs. Okay, so I'm going to just give you four quick tools that I've learned at this church and a couple of stories to go with it of how it actually happened in my own life. Okay, so to get battle full ready, I want us to read Ephesians 6, 11, about the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. 
Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which will extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay, so are you ready to get out of the trench? Are you ready to get some tools on how to go to the battleground? Because you don't want to go to the battleground empty-handed, right? Okay, so I'm going to give you some tools on that. All right, tool number one, pick up your sword. Pick up your sword, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Bible, the Bible is your sword. The Word of God is your sword. When you speak the Word, you can stand your ground knowing that you have spoken what the Lord has said. The Lord is yes and amen. He's the beginning, he's the end. He's the alpha, he's the omega. And if you believe that, then you will speak his word without any doubt. And if you don't believe that, you speak his word until you believe without any doubt. <clears throat> so I'm gonna tell you a little story, a little sea story, if you will, that's what I call it. Of a, when I was in Afghanistan, <clears throat> there was a moment when we were on this convoy and this convoy we had did multiple times. This was probably the fifth time around going through this same village. The convoy was five vehicles. I was about the third vehicle. And um, we were coming to this spot in this village and all of a sudden all of our radio chatter went off. So what, the, the military's good. The military, we, we have a lot of good things happening. So, um, and I want that to be translated into the church. The church is good. The church has a lot of good things happening. We just need to know how to use the tools. So what the, what the military does is we have translators who speak Afghani, and they monitor the bad guy's radio. So those radios, the chatter, they start going off. Something's about to happen. So our first vehicle gets hit by an IED, and it stops all of us in our, strat, in our tracks. And we're a very small five-vehicle convoy. And then all of a sudden, every angle around us, we just start getting showered on by machine gun fire, by mortars, all around. We were sitting ducks in the middle of what later was um, said to be about 100 Taliban terrorists just attacking us. But because I went into that deployment from this sent out from this house where I knew the word of the Lord and I had been praying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And when that happened, I said it again out loud, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And sure enough, a mortar round that's like the size of a football goes right by my window, lands right by my door. The guy sitting next to me a very, very experienced Army Green Beret special ops guy looks at me. He goes, you didn't see that, did you? I'm like, I saw that. <laughs> and then it just landed right outside my door. But nothing happened. But nothing happened. And my, 
my physical mind couldn't wrap around it. I was like, it must have been a dud because maybe their, their weapons aren't, they're not as good as, we do have superior firepower. Their weapons aren't the best. So it's like, oh, maybe it's just a dud. But later, the Holy Spirit said, no. Did you speak my word? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That wasn't a dud. That was not a dud. I'll tell you what it was. It was my angel playing quarterback and grabbing that thing up and taking it. And I believe that with every ounce of me. I wouldn't stand in front of you today if I had any doubt that that was the case. And when I say a mortar round, it's a big bomb, a big bomb, a big rocket landed outside my door. And all I did was speak the word. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a priest. You just have to be you. And it, don't make it complicated. I didn't say some big fancy long prayer. I wasn't on my knees with ash and oil. There was no time for that. <laughs> I spoke the word of the Lord. That was it. Just speak the word of the Lord. But to do that, you have to read your Bible. You have to pick that thing up, get some verses on the inside of you, and speak it. In 2020, the verse that I kept speaking was, if you are for me and you are with me, who are what could be against me? And there's just some verses that will just carry you through. So find what that is for you and, and do it. Speak it out. And you need to speak it out with your mouth. The intimate prayers of praying on the inside, that is so good. God loves that. But the enemy can't hear it. So if you're warfaring, it needs to come out of your mouth. It needs to shoot out into the air because the Bible says that the enemy roams around looking to kill, steal, and destroy who he can. But if you're saying, I resist you, devil, you must flee out loud, he has no ground. He has no ground. He's got to go in Jesus' name. Okay, number two. You ready for this one? This is my favorite one. This is the buddy system. So in the military, the buddy system, the definition of that is you operate with another as a single unit so that you're able to look after and help one another. The best buddy that you could have as a Christian is the Holy Spirit. He is your God-given, God-anointed helper. And I want to share this verse with you. John 14, 26 says, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And an advocate is just a person who pleads on someone else's behalf. So he's with you in times when you don't know what to pray. You pray in the Spirit. You pray in tongues. And then he's praying on your behalf. And for me, the Holy Spirit praying in tongues thing was really freaky because I went to the Sunday school um, in fifth grade. There was a Sunday school bus that would come through my neighborhood. So I hopped on that Sunday school bus. Remember, I was very unchurched. I didn't know the difference between anything church-wise. I just knew that there was a bus that was going to take me to this place and bring me home. <laughs> so me and my brothers, we hop on this bus at Sunday school, and it was a Holy Spirit-filled church. And the ladies, they made all of the kids come to the front and they were hold on to us and make us pray in tongues and they wouldn't let us go until we prayed in tongues. And it really freaked me out. And I was 
Like, no way, Jose. I was in fifth grade. I didn't have a parent that could talk me through that. I didn't know what was going on. So for the rest of my life until coming to Awaken, I thought that the Holy Spirit, anything praying in tongues, that was a cult. That was not for me. That was um, scary. But, but then I would go watch all these scary movies. Like, you know, really? It, we're scared of the Holy Spirit, but you could watch scary movies. <laughs> but then when I came into Awaken and realized what the people around me were carrying, I was missing. And it was the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit gives us power. The Holy Spirit is not only my advocate, but he's also my best friend. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. He's with me all the time. Just like the buddy system in the military, you gotta take your buddy to go to the bathroom. Like the Holy Spirit's with me going to the bathroom. He's just with me. <laughs> and all things that I do, all day, every day, the Holy Spirit is there. <laughs> and don't be scared. Speaking in tongues, do not be scared. I'm gonna tell you a verse about it. And read your Bible. Just, you could Google Holy Spirit praying in tongues. Read all the verses. Let it soak in to where you understand it and to where you could do it. It's not something that someone could force on you. You have to invite him in. Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one, who, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speak to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So what happens when you get the Holy Spirit? It's not just for yourself, but it's for others. So a word that he gives to us, don't keep it. If you feel that tug in your heart, oh, that person is looking like they're having a bad day. Maybe I should talk to them. That's a yes. Go talk to them. Let the Holy Spirit tell you what to say to them. It doesn't matter if it's a stranger. It doesn't matter if it's your best friend or your husband. Let the Holy Spirit direct you and talk to others. That's how this church is going to grow. That's how you're going to go out into the world and bring Jesus wherever you go. It's through the Holy Spirit. Okay. All right, number three is know your enemy. So we know that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But we also know that we have victory in the end. Jesus has already rectified that battle. That battle has already been won, has already been won. So we just need to step into that and claim that victory. Now the enemy will know you. So what we do in the military is we when we go into enemy territory, and I'll use Afghanistan again as an example. They know what you're doing. They're watching and seeing what you're doing. So that convoy that we went out onto, um, they knew we, ahead of time, right? Because the chatter, they're coming. They knew ahead of time. So they had plotted, they had watched us. They watched our routines. They watched what we were doing. The enemy is watching you, but that's okay, because you're gonna, you know what to do. So you're gonna stand your ground, and the way you get back at the enemy when he's watching you is through daily devotion. So if you're in your word daily and you're praying and you're standing your ground boldly, then when the enemy comes, he has to flee. 
right? Right? So say you have this great routine of getting up and praying, and one day you hear the whisper, oh, I'm going to sleep in today. Do you think that is you? Do you think that's the Lord? (laughs) Do you think maybe the enemy's just seeing your routine and he's going to mix it up? Right? So get your booty up and pray. That, that's the time to get up and pray. And daily devotion, that daily time is different for everyone. My husband will storm around the house with his Bible, praying, prophesying, reading the word. But I need to go out into nature. I need to go surf. I need to get out, be in the sun, have time with the Holy Spirit, have time with the Lord. And then I also pray, but read my Bible too, of course. <laughs> but just not out there in the ocean. Okay, so I want to tell you another story about the power of daily devotions. So in Afghanistan, again, there was this other time. I would wake up in the morning. It was very cold there. We were in the mountains. It was snowy. And I would just wake up and pray. And one morning, God said, wake up and pray. So I got up. I started praying. And the guys went out on a patrol. And I was a girl. What they were doing, they were not allowed to take me. Um, so I stood back and I was just praying for them. Um, it was just like another day because I would pray for them daily. And then we got a call on the radio that said um, the guys, they ran over an IED, um, that they were coming back to base. So they come back to base. And I want to show you some before and after pictures of what happened um, with their, their vehicle. So in Afghanistan, the roads, there was no road. So we were just kind of driving around dirt trails and ravines when we could. So the IED that hit this ATV that we were on flew down about 25 um, yards down in abatement. And the guys, they come back fully fine with no issues. So I'm going to show you a before and after. That's just a funny picture, but this is what an ATV looks like that we ride in, and that's me. And then the next picture, this is what the ATV looked like the next day. So those guys were in that ATV, they got hit by IED, rolled down 25 yards, walked away without a scratch. So do not tell me that praying daily, the devotion time that you spend with the Lord, comes, it comes to pass. Stand firm. You have to stand your ground. The prayers that you pray, they're not going in some lockbox locked away. They're going into the heavens. They're going into the heavens. And the fourth one is praise and worship. You never go into a battle without a battle cry. When you look at the enemy in the face, are you gonna cower? Are you gonna stand strong? And you're gonna say, not today, devil. Get off my kids, get off my husband, get off my finances, get off my city, get off my land, get off my territory, or are you gonna cower back? And when you don't know what else to do, when you've exhausted all of your weapons, you just praise and worship. God, I know you have the victory. God, I will worship you. I will praise you in the midst of this battle. I will worship you. I will praise you in the midst of this fight. But I know 
that I can stand strong and courageous. I can stand boldly on your word, knowing that you have already taken that victory onto the cross. In Jesus' name. And as we come to a time of closing, I wanna do two things. First, I wanna give anyone the opportunity who doesn't, that anyone the opportunity that doesn't know Jesus to have that opportunity. But secondly, I wanna come into a time of ministry with you. And if that word related to you and you have found yourself in a trench, then I'm gonna ask you to do something and be bold and brave and come down to this altar, this holy ground where lives are transformed and come out of that trench and get back onto the battlefield. So if everyone could close your eyes, just out of respect to those who may not know Jesus today. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. And if you're here with us this morning and you don't know this Jesus that I'm talking about, you don't know the power and the authority that you have in him, I want you to know that that is okay. Listen, Jesse and I, we came into church because one of our great friends died in the Iraqi war and we did not know where else to turn. The, wor the world cannot offer us comfort. The world cannot offer us peace. We couldn't even comfort each other in such a great loss. We had, we said we have, to, there's gotta be more. We have to get into church. There has got to be more to life than this. And we got into church. We went to a little church in Guam on the top of a karaoke bar and we gave our lives to Jesus. And I didn't know what I was doing. This moment of salvation, I did four Sundays in a row. Until the fourth Sunday, I peaked and the usher was like, oh, she's good, she's good. <laughs> so maybe you're like that today. Maybe you have come to the altar, you have raised your hand of salvation, but you still feel that need, that need, that hunger that I need more. I need Jesus to take all parts of my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, take all of me, Lord. And if that's you today, I want you to just raise your hand so I could pray for you. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Move in this place today. If everyone can stand to their feet. Thank you, Jesus. We're gonna pray together with our beautiful friends that raised their hand. Because you are not just raising your hand to the Lord, but you are coming into a community that will stand with you, that will stand with you and fight the battles that you are facing, that will stand with you and teach you the principles and the word of the Lord. You are not alone. You are in a family here today. So I want everyone to pray this prayer with me because we're gonna pray with our new family as they accept Jesus into their hearts. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you that you put me in the right place at the right time. I give my life to you, Lord Jesus. I am covered by your blood. I have been rectified, redeemed, and restored 
by what you did for me on the cross. And this day forward, I will walk in that for the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.